Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. This is New York Game Day, presented by Sansone Auto. Discover for yourself the S in Sansone Savings. Sansone Dodge Jeep Ram Route 1 in Woodbridge or SansoneJeep.net. Play Mohegan. Your favorite casino games are now in the palm of your hand. Visit MohegansunCasino.com. Must be 21 or older to play. And by Corona, an official cerveza of the New York Jets. Welcome in. That's right. It is New York Game Day here at 98.7 ESPN. Amani Toomer and Mike Tannenbaum is going to join us uh, shortly. Amani, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm ha- I had a great weekend, a great week. And, uh, man, great fo- it was a good, good day of football yesterday. Yeah. Um, and, you know, hopefully another good day today. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, outside of I, I feel we've, we- we've had two good games uh, and what do I mean by what, what I mean? Great, good games is games that came down to the wire. Uh, you're still vested in the fourth quarter, and of course that was the Rams and Lions game, and then late last night the uh, the Green Bay Packers and the 49ers game. I, I want to spend the first uh, 30 minutes with you and Mike Tannenbaum, of course, breaking down those two games. Uh, I believe Mike Tannenbaum's joining us. Mike, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? How are you guys doing? Great. You're, so you're up in Bristol, right? Yes, I am. Fantastic. So my take, go Bommy Bristol. Bommy, yeah. It's cold here. I can't even, it's so funny. Uh, When I make my trips up to Bristol, like I'll get in my car here in in New York, New Jersey, and then I'll drive, what is it, like an hour and 45 minutes, two hours, and I get out of my car there and it's like 20 degrees colder. It's like, it's like significant, in my opinion, significantly colder up there in Bristol, Connecticut than it is here. So stay warm, my friends. Um, All right, guys, uh, let's dive right into it. Let's start with this Baltimore Ravens game. Uh, 34 to 10. This game goes into the half, all tied up at 10. You're like, whoa, CJ Stroud magic still working. It's, it's, you know, it's magic in, in Charm City. And then, of course, uh, Baltimore Ravens doing Baltimore Ravens things. Harbaugh and that coaching staff make the adjustments, come out more aggressive, running the football. 134 yards in the second half. Lamar Jackson uh, making history. First player in history to record two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, rushing for at least 100 yards, and walking away with a passer rating over 100, which, by the way, 121.8 passer rating. Really unbelievable. Baltimore Ravens showing why they're the number one seed. Uh, in um, in the AFC, let alone I think the best team in the NFL. Uh, Amani, let, let's start with you. Your thoughts? What did you walk away with uh, in this matchup for the Baltimore Ravens? Well, I thought Lamar took a step forward um, in terms of being a, uh, a more uh, adept passer, um, and it just shows like all the work that's gone on this year. There are growing pains early on this season, and then having him uh, perform the way he did last night. Um, I still felt like there was some left on the table. I still felt like I've seen him play a little bit better than he did last night. Those two touchdowns were, were you know, we, they were good, but like they weren't like you know touchdowns that were, you know, I mean, one was on the three yard line and one was you know in the red zone. They weren't like that. They they weren't the touchdowns. If you're adding up touchdowns, those weren't his most proud touchdowns. A three yard touchdown to uh, Nelson Aguilar. Um, and the other one to the tight end. I, I just, I don't know. It was a good throw, great play, but I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm nitpicking Lamar here because I feel like he's so, he has, there's so much for him, uh, so much better that he could be. Um, and um, really surprised that the Ravens let up a punt return touchdown. The statistics 
on winning a game after giving up a punt return touchdown. I think I think the stats are like eighty percent lost if you lose if you give up a punt return touchdown and they came back and overcame the odds. But it was a it was it was a very very good game, um, and I just felt like towards the end the cream was rising to the top and the Ravens were just the better team and and uh, it, it it was a lot harder than the Raven that I expected for the Ravens. But um, yeah, I felt like they they put on a pretty good performance yesterday. Um, Mike, your your thoughts on on you know actually I I do want to ask you this because I'm going to go back to where Lamar Jackson was drafted right, mm-hmm. and we had heard the reports, Mike, that you know there were a few general managers and scouts out there that were like, hey, would you consider playing a different position? <laughs> uh, and then of course the Baltimore Ravens go out and they draft him. They trade back in the bottom of the first round. Not only do they draft him, but they change their entire offensive philosophy. They bring in offensive coordinator to best accentuate his ability. They use the University of Oklahoma as a farm system to bring in players because uh, the system they were playing in Oklahoma was the closest that resembled what they wanted to implement in Baltimore. I think the way that the Baltimore Ravens handled Lamar Jackson was brilliant. I don't know if Lamar Jackson would have this much success on, on another team. So I think we got to give credit to the Baltimore Ravens. Curious what you think about that. But like, what do you think those scouts and those general managers are thinking right now after this game? If the ones that, of course, told him, you know, you really should switch the position. Yeah, there's a lot of people that made mistakes about him. Um, how about more recently than that, Anita? How about the fact that all these teams that are still dying for quarterbacks that didn't give up two first-round picks for him? Um, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are sitting there saying like, hey, this is a league MVP in the prime of his career. We know how good he is. And we could have had him um, if we gave up two, found, two first-round picks. If you're the Jets today, you don't think you're sitting there saying, did we trade for the wrong Green Bay Packer quarterback? I mean, mm. there's always regrets in the offseason. Um, mm. And I'm sure a lot of them have it about uh, Lamar Jackson right about now. And one thing that's really important for our audience, and I know, Amani, you'll, you'll certainly appreciate this as well, which is, you know, Anita, when you watch these guys play on offense, you really cannot play man-to-man against the Ravens, and here's why. Because when the defenders turn their back on yeah, Lamar Jackson... Yeah, you, put, you can't put your back yeah, to Lamar yeah, Jackson. It, 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 it's, it's unbelievable. It really right. dictates coverage. And as talented as he is, and now you sprinkle in, you know, Nelson Aguilar, Rashad Bateman's development, Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham. You know, they drafted two fourth-round uh, tight ends. With Mark Andrews being hurt, Charlie Kolar, Isaiah likely have stepped up. So it's really hard when you're sitting there as a defensive play caller like D'Amico Ryan saying, if we play man-to-man, you know, we really run the risk of getting gashed by Lamar in the running game. If we play zone, he's going to pick us apart. And that's why you're sitting there and, you know, they're the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah. It's very very difficult because it's like he is – you have to be a forward thinker to like uh, to address your question. You have to be a forward thinker to say what he did at Louisville, which was a more a pass centric offense than it is now. It was a more pro style offense in Louisville than it is. Then it's more closer to what he's doing now is what he did at Louisville in terms of how they mixed the run in the past, but they had a sophisticated pass game. But when you, when you are, are you able to turn over your whole team just like you said earlier, Anita, and mm-hmm. accentuate the skills that Lamar Jackson has. And most teams just aren't willing to do that. You know why? Because most people aren't as creative in the NFL. They are trying to find a, a, a round hole, 
to fill the you know a round hole to fill a round hole. They're not trying to fill the look to look to the square peg and make it work. That is why you see a lot of similarities, and that's why I think you know during my whole career it was you know you you could there was. The offenses weren't as innovative as they are today, and I really like watching football today because there's so many different formations, there's so many different personnel groupings, and it's not just like a specialty thing. I think the NFL and, and college, it's, it's came up from college football, and I think more um, of these pro scouts have to learn, and pro personnel people have to learn that there's more than one way to skin a cat, and there is a lot of talent out there that could translate over if you let it. I remember when I was playing, they wouldn't even do, uh, for, the, for the beginning of my career, they didn't think uh, ghost screens would work. Those, those screens to the, to the wide receiver, those quick screens, they didn't even think those would work. They, you know, so it was, it's just a whole different ad- attitude, and I really like the, the way the NFL is, and I think there needs to be more creativity, um, and I think that's what's going to rule the day in the NFL, and that's why I'm so excited about this, the state of the, the NFL right now. So now the Baltimore Ravens advance, uh, and they're waiting for the winner of Kansas City and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, by the way, this will be the uh, the first time that uh, that the Ravens are going to be hosting an AFC Championship game. So kudos to them. The that game time. will be played, yeah, at home, at home. Uh, That's right. That will they beat be, them in uh, in Denver um, in eleven, right? Or was it twelve, thirteen? Whenever they won last time, it was in Denver, I think. That game will be played Sunday at 3 o'clock on CBS. The winner of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Bills heading to Charm City to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Mike, as for the Houston Texans, listen, disappointing, of course, that now they're out. Had a solid first half, but boy, so much to be excited about with C.J. Stroud. Now, don't you think uh, moving forward, especially as we are getting ready for the NFL draft, Get this young man some, some, some dancing bears in front of him to give him a little bit more time, especially when he goes up against defenses like the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, th- this, this young man is so special. Um, the Texans, again, even though they lost, they have to be absolutely over the moon in regard to the fact that C.J. Stroud is their quarterback. Right, Mike? Yeah, a- absolutely. You know, um, George Fant's going to be a free agent. Um, they have about $71.4 million in cap space. Um, the key free agents are, are Noah Brown. Uh, you look at receiver. Um, Nico Collins, you know, he only has one more year left on his rookie deal. Tank Dell's coming off of injury. Uh, they'll need another, you know, pass rusher opposite Will Anderson. They were 22nd in the league in sacks. And then when you look at, you know, both uh, Stevie Nelson and Tavir Thomas being free agents, um, and they, they were 29th in yards allowed per pass attempt, I think corner is another spot that they're going to have to uh, identify. Jonathan Greenard, who played really well for them, is also a free agent. So um, lots of things to do, as every team has to do in the offseason, but tremendous first year for both D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud. Absolutely. 70 million uh, cap space. They're, they're doing pretty well. <laughs> they, got, right? they got a lot of space. They can make some really big moves and change that team around really quickly. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future of the Houston Texans, that's for sure. Uh, by the way, did you see C.D. C. Lamb's mom went to social media and said that she wished that her, her son – played for the Texans as opposed to the Dallas Cowboys and called out Dak Prescott, said he isn't it. Do you guys see that? No, I didn't. That is, that's, <laughs> you can't have that. That's, that's, that's <laughs> so bad. I'd be like, Mom, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so C.D. Lamb's mom, man, taking that bus, not just running him over, but putting it in reverse, running it over again, Dak Prescott, wow, well, which is her son. Sort of that game as well. Like, it's not like it was all Dak. 
Well, CD Lamb's mom thinks it's all Dak, wow. and she wants her son playing with the Texans. Uh, and she went to social media on that. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We get back. Uh, let's look ahead to, or let's look back, I should say, to the 49ers Green Bay Packers game. A lot to unpack here. No pun intended. We'll do that next. Ninety eight point seven ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. Play broke down, was scrambling right, saw Christian over the middle and uh, tried forcing one into him. Thought I could make the play, didn't see the backside, so you know, they made a great play. Jordan Love talking about the interception. Uh, 49ers uh, beat the Packers 24-21. to uh, Dare I say the uh, wrong team won? I think so. Packers controlled the game pretty much uh, all three quarters, came down to three specific possessions in the fourth quarter, along with a bogus call. Uh, early on in the game where I think it could have been 6 nothing, 10 nothing, Green Bay Packers. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Jordan Love, fourth down quarterback keep. He obviously made the first down, uh, but the Zebras said no. And then, of course, the 49ers take the ball, move down the field, and then now they're up 7-3, where I think it should have been 6-0 or 10-0. Nonetheless, uh, they had the game in their control in the fourth quarter, three possessions in the fourth quarter. Carlson's missed field goal, huge. Uh, Also, there was a three and out, and then we just heard Jordan Love talk about his interception. The 49ers, guys, are 1-31 when trailing by five, if not more, points in the fourth quarter. So obviously not a team to play without the lead. Um, I've got some, some, you know, I I think we saw some warts here. Mike, I'll go to you. Uh, Your your thoughts on this uh, 49ers win? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, Kyle uh, alluded to it in uh, his comments after the game. You know, Drake Greenlaw is ho- holding all the hopes, goals, aspirations, insecurities, fears with that football at the end of the game. Like, get down, Dre. Just get down. The game's over. You won. And it was funny because I've been in that situation a few times where, gosh, just get down. But uh, in terms of the game, a couple of things really like stood out to me. Like, if this was college and we were seeding teams, like, clearly Baltimore would be seated ahead of San Francisco passing the eye test. And again, like... If I'm the New York Jets today and I saw that performance again by Jordan Love, I'm thinking, boy, did we trade for the wrong quarterback. I think Mm. you go into next year, guys, hard to think that Green Bay won't be the presumptive Super Bowl favorites. And what's so interesting, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, Christian Watson, Taylor Croft, Aaron Jones. Well, Jones a little bit older, but Dontavia Wicks. Guys, they are so young 
Mm-hmm. They have such a bright future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amani, you know, in regards to the 49ers and, and what you saw, were you surprised the Green Bay Packers were able to be so offensively dominant against them? Yeah, I was very surprised. I, I was surprised that they were able to run the football as well against them. And then you go on to hear, like, the Niners are such a great run defense, but most of the time they're playing with the lead, so they take away the run on the scoreboard. So it's not, you know, you, when you're coming back, it's not advantageous for you to run the football as much as other teams. So that you started to see that this team wasn't as, as stout up front, which is probably some of the reasons why they got Hargrove and they went and got Chase, because they know through self-scouting that they have, may have an issue trying to get to um, trying to stop the run. Um, so I just feel like uh, this Niners team, you know, there's been a lot of bluster, a lot of, um, you know, people thinking that they're the you know, preemptive favorites to go to the Super Bowl. But, man, this team has a lot of warts that, that mm-hmm. got shown this weekend. And uh, without uh, Amani, which, losing Amani, which was a problem. Uh, Amani, mm-hmm. Amani, which wart to you is the most uh, significant? Them not being able to stop the run. To me, that's, that's the biggest thing. You got to be able to stop the run uh, consistently, and and ha- to have big plays like you know almost like a college game. You, you, those big runs, the game should have effectively been over if, without the uh, the interception uh, with the, with Jones's big run there in the fourth quarter. Um, so I, I just feel like they got really really lucky uh, this game. And I, I grew up a Niner fan, but you know when you look at look at games like that, and I've lost many games like that where you dominate the entire game and then for some reason or another you miss a kick and then next thing you know you're on your heels and you're trying to figure out why. So um, if I'm the Green Bay Packers, that's an opportunity lost. You know, every, you know, every, every year, no matter how young you are, um, things are going to change and the chemistry on that team, who knows how that's going to change. When you have a lot of young players on your team, I always get nervous because no, everybody wants, nobody knows their place. And, and, they don't, and all of a sudden, you know, just being that guy, getting opportunities isn't, isn't, the right, isn't good enough anymore. And people start getting upset when they're not being able to be highlighted. They think their career is being slighted. So that whole team of receiving, that whole receiving group, to me, that seems like a problem. That seems like a big problem waiting to happen because there's too many personalities and you, know, you can be a great person all you want, but man, if you go from one week to the next, not being able to, you know, show what you got, I mean, that, that's 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 gonna be a tough situation. They're gonna to keep that group together and keep it cohesive. It's gonna be tough. Guys, uh, Debo Samuel obviously left the game. Uh, we saw a stint within the regular season where uh, this 49ers team without Debo Samuel and Trent Williams, and of course Christian McCaffrey around that time was not a hundred percent. We saw them go zero and three. So uh, concern here moving forward, whether it's the Bucks or the Detroit Lions, um, if, if there's a chance Debo Samuel cannot play, guys? No. I mean, one of those losses was, you know, a Michigan-educated kicker missed a chip shot field goal that would have been <laughs> beat, beating the Browns. So, I, look, wow. everyone, has, everyone has injuries this time of year. So, um, I, I, you know, like – Debo Samuel's a great play in Nita, Nita, don't get me wrong, but like Jawan Jennings stepped up last night. Great game last night. Yeah, so I do think they have the depth to survive Debo Samuel, who is a fantastic player. 800-919-3776. Let's go to our calls. Ira wants to chime in on this game from last night. Ira, welcome. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning, everybody. You know, you look at that pack of 49er game last night, to me, and like every other football game for the most part, 
It came down to three plays, the missed field goal and the two dropped interceptions that the Packers should have had. If it wasn't for that, I, I agree. I think they controlled the game, and it's a shame. And Mike, you're right. Um, the Packers look like the much uh, smarter organization. They have right. draft picks that they acquired, and they got the quarterback. So, uh, you know, kudos to the Packers. And uh, unfortunately, uh, they got the short end of the stick last night. You know, um, one other thing that's interesting is I would add one one more play was uh, Savage in the hole. If he tackles Christian McCaffrey to Iris Point, those four plays were the most consequential. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing, and just go, going back to your point, Mike, about the the Jets picking the wrong quarterback. The Jets are their whole season is riding on one guy next year, the same guy that they relied on this year, and Aaron Rodgers that played four plays and missed the entire season. The Green Bay Packers have ten years. <laughs> Or maybe even 15 years of top-flight quarterback play with uh, with Jordan Love, and if they would have picked Jordan, if the Jets would have acquired Jordan Love, they would be in, a, in the catbird seat right now. Um, you know, if, if, with the picks that they gave up for Aaron Rodgers, man, you, but, that's a great that's a great uh, observation. But you know what else is interesting, guys? And you know, we had the Jets years ago with Chad Payton, where he sat for a couple years, and I know. The immediate response to what I'm going to say is, well, what about C.J. Stroud? But you know, typically the quarterback position, guys, is a developmental position. Absolutely. And, and no better example than, do you guys realize today that two first-round picks overall are playing against each other in Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff, but neither for the team that drafted them? Yeah. So I think that's just illustrative of quarterbacks that had to go, you know, this is Baker's fourth team. not, yeah. not And so I, don't know, I just think that's like an interesting note. Yeah, it's funny because the game is getting more intricate now than it was before with all the different formations and different defenses, and there's different things schematically. But I remember when I first came in the league, which was a long, long time ago, they said quarterbacks took five years to develop, and that was just an accepted practice. And now all of a sudden you have a Cam Newton you have, you know, who comes in and, and knocks it out of the park, Andrew Luck knocks it out of the park, uh, Peyton Manning. But for all of those guys that knock it and Peyton Manning didn't knock it out of the park by the way he struggled for his first year but for all those people that do and go to that next level there's a hundred that don't so we're looking at the exceptions not the rule and there's a reason why um, um, CJ Stroud is, is looked upon at such high regard because it's rare what he's doing but everybody seems to be putting that as the standard when the standard really isn't you know that rookie quarterbacks can come in and perform at a high level and get a win a playoff game. So I don't know. I just feel like the the NFL needs to take a step back as a whole and look at developing that position in a much different way. Because just like you said, you getting rid of players like Jared Goff. Got, they got rid of Jared Goff. They got two teams got rid of um, Baker Mayfield, and now these guys are top flight quarterbacks that are have the opportunity to go to the go to the uh, division champion, the conference championship next week. So you're right. The quarterback position is a bugaboo that I don't think the NFL has figured out. Bugaboo. I do like that. I want to remind you, Beyond the Big Game Mm -hmm. is now open at the Pally Museum in Midtown. Uh, This blockbuster Super Bowl exhibit features everything from Vince Lombardi Trophy, all 57 rings from each championship team, helmets, jerseys, and more from the Super Bowl legends, and a spectacular showcase of memorabilia, Super Bowl commercials. Uh, The exhibit is open through March 3rd. For more information, make sure you visit paleycenter.org, and that's P-A-L-E-Y center.org. Quick break. We come back. Let's start looking forward 
to the Bucks and the Lions. That is game one today, 3 p.m. Eastern time is kickoff. We'll have Amani's keys to the game. Also coming your way at the top of the hour, Jordan Renan is going to join us. Uh, we'll find out what's the latest with the Giants uh, in this offseason. The Senior Bowl is right around the corner. And um, we've got some coaches for both the Giants and the Jets that are participating in that. So uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to Jordan Renan at nine o'clock as well. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. The phone number you want to chime in. It is New York Game Day here on ninety point seven ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. I want us thinking it's the next one. We got three left, and we got to go get this one right now. Let's do everything we can to put a good game plan together. These guys, where they can digest, be ready to go, good practice, and let's go get this one. Man, then we got to gear up for the next one. So I think it's very much business as usual. You know, I think it's too early to start getting there. I think that's where you got to be careful. You get complacent. I think that's great for everybody to feel good and love where we're at. And But for us, we can't. We got to just stay stay on the tracks here. Dan Campbell keeping his uh, his Detroit Lions focused. Exciting time for those in the Motor City. The Detroit Lions making it to the playoffs. Obviously, big hoopla last week. Now, yet again, hosting two playoff games. Uh, by the way, I want to remind you, it's the ESPN New York Super Box Bonanza 5. We're giving away over $10,000 in cash and prizes. All qualifiers will get a $25 Fanatics gift card and a chance to uh, one of the 10 Super Box prizes. Get your box for the big game by listening Mornings to DiPietro and Rothenberg, um, even though they are not great pickleballers. And afternoons to Barton Hunt and the Michael K. Show. This year's big game payout, $500 in the first and third quarters, 1000 at halftime, and the final score, $2,000 payout. It's all brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey. And Security Dodge, come get some. For full contest rules, go to superboxbonanza.com. By the way, Mike, uh, thank you so much for uh, supporting Amani and I. I know that you were on the Michael K. Show this week and said that, you know, if 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 you could wager on this, uh, you know, you'd, you'd put your money on Amani and, and me. Yeah, uh, nothing like trying to stir things up a little bit here. So I was on I was on the Michael K. Show, and really I just started off by asking a very simple question, which was I said – if Rick DiPietro and Dave Rothenberg played Amani Tuma and Anita Marks in pickleball, who you guys got? And it just started this, like, 20 minutes of banter. Of course, Rick DiPietro starts texting everybody. I'm on double secret probation. I can't go on their show right now. And, I, you know, I offered them the platform for any of them to call in today. And I don't know, you know, Tom's working the board here. But, like, so far to me, it's crickets. We've heard from Ira, but we haven't heard from anybody else. Listen, I've I've reached out to them. All I need is a date. All I need is a date. And I know that our our uh our our sales staff is also trying to work on something. All we need is a date. You know? And Amani and I are there. In fact, I got a I got a new paddle. New paddle was delivered yesterday, Amani. I got the gearbox. Uh-oh. So, yeah. So watch it's borderline illegal. So watch out. What's the difference? I mean, isn't aren't they all just kind of like uh just No. Wood? No, and they're not wood. They're not well, wood. Well, summer, summer wood, summer wood. You don't want to play with wood. But why anyway. not? Um, 
we'll, we'll get in. Take we'll get into all that. Woodshed. You know what I mean? I don't, Wood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna. I don't wanna derail. But nonetheless, yeah. Mike, thanks for having our back, my friend. Yeah, uh, good team player there. Appreciate you. All right, let, let's start looking ahead to this Kansas City game. I'm sorry, uh, not Kansas City. Let's start looking ahead to the uh, the, the Bucks Detroit Lions game. Uh, this is the Lions team. They're favored by six in the Motor City. The over under is 49 and a half. Here's my thing about this game, guys. And that is the Detroit Lions defense is suspect to me. They're giving up the most uh, explosive passing plays. Matthew Stafford almost put up 400 passing yards. Heck, they give up one game, I want to say 411 yards to Nick, Nick Mullins. So, and one thing we know about Baker Mayfield and this Bucks team, it's kind of crazy. And Amani, I'd love for you to comment on this. They're better on the road than they are at home. How does that happen? I don't know. I was on a team that way. I, I, there's, there's no explanation. Um, for all Where you guys. played better on the road than at home? Yeah, we were uh, eleven and one on the road when we won the Super Bowl in two thousand and eight. It was seven eight season, so we were eleven and one. No, I have no idea why. We were only I think we were five and I think we were five and six or five. I can't remember five something. We only won five games. We only won uh, like we are three and five at home. Yeah, we went three and five at home. So I have no idea why. Nobody knows why. <laughs> It's just, it's just a thing. It, it just, just happens. happens, you know. I mean, I, there's no control over anything out there. It's, it's so random that. Uh, yeah, but it, but it's happening. You just have no idea why. It sounds like it's random, but the statistics don't lie. I mean, Mike, have you ever been a part of an organization where your team actually plays better on the road than at home, eating their own porridge, sleeping in their own beds? I know it, it doesn't make any sense, but um, it, it kind of is what it is, right? At this point in the year, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's wild. So uh, with that being said, Baker Mayfield, footloose and fancy free, right? Nobody expected the Bucks to be here. That's for sure, right? Grip it and rip it. What does he have to lose against a Detroit Lions team who, again, their secondary is not good. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you know, Mike, let's let's start with you. Your your thoughts on this matchup? Uh, which one? Which one? Bucks, do you want to Bucks start? and Bucks and Lions. Like, like I, do, I you think you think, Baker May- yeah. you think Baker Mayfield is going to be able to? Really yeah. put on a no, show today. I think I think the Bucks are going to win the game, and here's why. The, the, this is um, when you look at the 2009, 2010 New York Jets. This is like a very similar team. They can rush the passer and they can score points in the red zone with Mike Evans. So I think uh, Tampa has what it takes to go into Detroit and win. Um, mm. as for you know, as for uh, the um, the Detroit Lions defense. I mean, Amani, really, like, they, they can't stop a runny nose in the passing game. Yeah, I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to have to have a big game and try to slow mm-hmm. down, the, you know, and try to get, put some pressure on. I think one of the things that they relied on a lot during the season was that the, the opportunity to, to rush the passer and put pressure on. But when they're not, you know, when Aiden Hutchinson's not on a tear or their defensive line isn't really dominating, it, it, they're, they, they have weaknesses on the back end. So, you know, that's something they need to think about in the future in terms of getting another pass rusher just to, to really supplement what, what Aiden Hutchinson's doing. 800-919-3776. We come back, we'll have Amani's keys to the game. What do the Bucks? what do the Lions need to do in order to win? Uh, and also coming your way at the top of the hour, uh, let's start talking about the Giants and their offseason and uh, all that uh, the drama surrounding more and more details coming out with, um, of course, Brian Dable. Curious to get Amani's thoughts on, on that and all that went down with the coaching staff. Uh, hearing comments from a lot of the players, a lot of them had no idea 
um, of course, if they're being true and honest and transparent with the media, that uh, that there was a rift between Wink and, and Brian Dable. We'll dive into all that next here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. I don't think he's really watched film because he mentioned Russell Gage. You know, we love Russell, but Russell hasn't played a snap all year for us. He must be going off the preseason stuff that the media was talking about. But he didn't play our first game, so I'm excited to see him. I think he's a really good player. He has been for a while, and he's been an impactful guy on every team he's been on. So he's a good player, but he's got to do a little bit more film study. <laughs> Ooh, Baker Mayfield. fired. Shots fired. Baker Mayfield uh, talking about some comments. I- I'm sorry. Again, my-, my I'm having a blonde moment, Tom. Tom and Harvey are producing the show, by the way, this morning. Tom, what were the comments from the Detroit Lions, DB? So Gardner Johnson told the Detroit Free go. Press that this group probably is one of the better groups we've faced all year besides that Tampa group. If you give that Tampa group a good quarterback, that's a great group. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, that's a great group. I played against them for real. However, when you made that com- those comments, obviously, as Baker hinted at, Russell Gage has been hurt all year, so he's probably been watching old film. So, so then, this is this is Baker Mayfield's uh, reaction, but and, and I'm not defending um, I'm not defending the comments, but in Amani, you can attest to this. Covering the NFL as long as I have, I'll walk up to a player and I'll ask like I'll ask a DB, hey, listen, uh, you know your thoughts on defending Devontae Adams, and he's like 17. Like, like I try to explain to people, like, football players don't watch football. Like, we watch football or know these players or know their names. Like, we know their names. A lot of times it's numbers, right? Yeah, it is numbers. And also, it's, it's sometimes it's like you're so focused and hyper-focused on your next opponent. You can't look – it's very hard to kind of take a step back and look at the entirety of the NFL. My brother used to tell me what was going on. The only teams that I watched were the teams – that I played against that either that week or the or, or earlier that season, and if you, uh, I'd have to I'd have to ask him like who's leading, who, what's going on, because you're just <laughs> it's just such a you're so hyper focused on every little minute detail that most people don't even think or is a factor uh, that you, you, you it's hard it's hard to keep up with the entire league and when you watch a game on TV is my other point, it, you you can't really tell what's going on on TV through the TV copy. You know, you don't know when the, you know, you can only follow the ball. And when you follow the ball, you can't even see what the secondary, you can't see the role of defense. You can't, it's hard for you to see even where the blitzes are coming from if you're not paying attention to them from the beginning of the play. And then you miss something else. So it's hard. That's why they're in video rooms. You go fast forward, rewind, fast forward, rewind, just so you can see everything happening because things happen so fast. And, and hey. I will say this about like Baker Mayfield. We we spent a lot of time with Baker before the draft, mm-hmm. and he's a complicated guy. You know, one of my big beliefs in life, guys, is who you are is how you treat people that can't help you. The waiter, the waitress, mm-hmm. and when we spent a day with Baker in Oklahoma, I immediately walked the building and talked to the secretaries and the mm-hmm. equipment managers and the academic support people. Um, I want to talk to uh, as the people who are as far down the rung as possible. Because that's who you really are. And 100% of the building loved Baker Mayfield. They didn't like him. He was beloved. Like yeah. He was a great guy. And Dan Campbell told a story this week about when he went to work out Mark Andrews. Yeah. When Mark Andrews had a private workout with Dan Campbell, the person who threw was Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield, at that time, just to bring you behind the scenes, when you're a quarterback in the top 10, you're probably going to have 8 to 10 private workouts because every staff is going to want to get their hands on him. So yeah. on the one hand, you'd say this guy is a selfless dude who cares. 
But on the other hand, he is sensitive and he is easily aggrieved, and that's hard to be when you're a starting quarterback in the NFL. Wow. You think that's a, a strength or a weakness? You know, that's a great question, Imani. I would say I've been around people that have turned that into a strength where mm-hmm. um, they use it to motivate themselves. Like, he needs extrinsic. You know, some people are innately motivated. I think he's yeah. an extrinsic intrinsic motivated person, meaning okay. he needs, like, outside sort of stimuli to get him to where he wants to go. So you By think way, that his whole whole journey, sorry, Anita, you think that okay. his whole journey has actually helped him become a better player? Because if things were easy, you don't, you, you don't know if he'd have had the same success. Uh, yeah, actually, in the NFL, the, the fact that he went to the... I think that he regained himself when he got cut and went to the Rams and played in that fourth quarter and, and, and had that uh, two-point... Two, that last year when he had that uh, drive at the end of the game... Uh, when he did a two-point when he was there for like a week, I think that kind of reinvigorated who he really was as a player. And, yeah. And here's something else, guys. Like You can look at this online on social media. There's a f- Last season, he was playing scout team for the Panthers. Yes. Like It's yes. unbelievable how much he's changed his career. Yeah. By the way, it's time for Amani's Keys to Victory, brought to you by Infinity.com. Oh, get ready for Amani's Keys to Victory. Again, this is the first game today. Three o'clock is kickoff. Uh, the Detroit Lions favored by six. The over-under is 49 and a half. Amani, give us the keys to victory for both the Bucks and the Lions in order for them to win. Uh, for the Lions, they have a top 10 defense, and they're going to have to act like it this weekend. Last weekend, they struggled a lot mightily, especially versus the pass. They need to get a pass rush going. They need to find ways to manipulate. Aaron Glenn has to find ways to manipulate to not allow um, you know, Jared, I mean, to Baker Mayfield back there to be able to survey the field and like, like, like it was last weekend with, uh, with, Jer- with, with, uh, ba- with, um, the quarterback, um, for Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Uh, Matthew Stafford for, mm-hmm. uh, for, for the Rams. The Rams are, are a much better offense than, than the, with all the different weapons than, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but there as things that were put on film last week that they're going to have to overcome, especially in this hyper, you know, when you look at these playoff games, they're so technical in terms of strategic and strategies and all the ways that, you know, you're going to try and take advantage of every single opportunity. So I think the, the, the defense for the the Detroit Lions, especially their pass rush and their secondary, is going to have to play one of their better games all season. Um, and for the Bucks, uh, for the Bucks, I think you know it's going to be they're going to have to be able to run the ball, uh, run the ball well. Uh, that's one of the re- the things that I think balances out their team. Uh, Baker Mayfield is going to have to have a very very strong game, and the defense for the Bucks, who you know m- has not been. Uh, given the credit how good they are this year, and I think they're going to have to figure out a way to uh, stop the running game of the Lions because last year they, they, these two teams played recently, and Jamar Gibbs and David Montgomery both didn't play, and uh, and in the and the and the and the Lions were able to figure out we were able to beat them twenty to six. So um, this is this is going to be uh, it, it's hard to beat a team twice. Uh, so I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to have to get over the mental edge, and then also they're going to have to be able to control the ball and uh, and really try and force this Detroit Lions team to uh, to cover on the back end. 
Um, again, that's Amani's Keys to Victory, brought to you by Infinity.com. Discover more about the luxury and performance of an Infinity QX60 crossover at InfinityUSA.com. Visit your local Infinity dealer today. Uh, quick break. We come back. Jordan Renan will join us with a Giants report. We'll get the latest. What's going on with the Giants this offseason? Uh, all the uh, drama um, that took place with uh, Wink Martindale and, um, and Brian Dable. Uh, could that calm itself heading into next season? We'll find out with Jordan Renan next here on 90.7 ESPN. This is New York Game Day, presented by Sansone Auto. Discover for yourself the S in Sansone Savings. Sansone Dodge Jeep Ram Route 1 in Woodbridge or SansoneJeep.net. Play Mohegan. Your favorite casino games are now in the palm of your hand. Visit MoheganSunCasino.com. Must be 21 or older to play. And by Corona, an official cerveza of the New York Jets. 